Hello, hello, is, is this thing on? Hey there, this is Kevin Frankish. Thanks so much, by the way, for your support of the Happy Molecule podcast. This episode is actually a chance for me to introduce something new that I'm trying with some good and trusted friends. It's called the Me3 Prescription. It struck me that today we seem to look at mental health as being separate from your overall health. Guess what? They're all connected. The effects of what we eat, how we take care of our body, and how we deal with anxiety are all controlled by the same brain. Who knew? So I invite you to give it a listen. Let me know what you think. You decide if we should do more episodes. Let me know your thoughts at thehappymolecule at gmail.com. And now, here is the Me3 prescription. Well, welcome to the Me3 Prescription. Here's how this works. There's three of us here, and we're each going to give you a prescription to better your mental health, to better your physical health, your nutritional health. And I'm thrilled that my friends uh, Bryce Wild and Joy McCarthy are here. And Bryce, what do you have coming up? If I could get rid of 2020 in the blink of an eye, eight months ago, I would have. <laughs> Grr! You know, and I think moving forward, I think, you know, if we can disavow ourselves of this year uh, into 2021, we will still have one priority concern on our minds, and that is maintaining good immune and good mental health. So, yeah, most definitely. Okay. So that's his prescription. Stand by for that, Joy. Well, I'm excited for that. Um, so yeah, so my my prescription is going to be something that is available to you every single day. It's completely free. It helps to balance your your hormones and your circadian rhythm. It's going to help boost your energy and help you sleep better. Mm, okay. And now, I know I said we have just one prescription. I actually have 12. Uh, <laughs> oh, you Is that okay? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All Overachiever. Right. We will explain. I'm Bryce Wild, functional and natural medicine expert and medical advisor to the Dr. Oz Show. I'm Joy McCarthy, holistic nutritionist, author, and mom. I'm Kevin Frankish, mental health advocate who lives with depression and host of the Happy Molecule podcast. This is your Me3 prescription. Oh, yeah, 2020. Not a year we want to remember. And of course, we want to set these New Year's resolutions. Do you guys set New Year's resolutions very often? No. I, well, I have, sorry, yes and no. I have like goals, but not, I don't know. I actually really don't like resolutions per se. Like this in 2020, a big thing for me was I want to get back into reading and read at least one book every month. But I guess I have like a negative connotation towards resolutions mm -hmm. and it's more just like, I'm going to set this goal. And if I don't meet it, like it's not that big of a deal. That's my feeling I, on it. I love that. I couldn't agree more. I, I'm, I'm of the mindset where versus a resolution or perhaps even setting, you know, your standards or goals higher than, you know, you're able to attain appreciating, you know, you can look backwards and it's not always hindsight 2020 per se, but looking forward with newly established uh, attainable expectations uh, of yourself. I think that's really reframing semantics yeah. wise, but you know, attainability is the key term. Yeah. Because when you say, you know what, I'm joining a gym on Monday and I'm going to mm -hmm. work out five times a week and I'm going to get buff by February. I mean, that's not realistic. 
And right. uh, some, so many of our resolutions fail because of that. Okay, here we go with our first prescription. Let's, um, let, let's go with Bryce first. Well, you know, as I was teasing earlier, Kev, I think that uh, we're not going to lose. We're going to be disinterested and try to leave behind everything that came with 2020 as best as we can. But we're not going to lose interest in our immune systems. And nor should we. Should we do everything we possibly can uh, for our immune systems? But, you know, I wanted to point out and, you know, Joy, I know you know this, Kev, you probably do. But inside your gut, you have trillions of these little microscopic mm -hmm. bacteria, right? And, and, and the good ones help to contribute to the integrity and the health of our immune system. And some are bad. Uh, you know, we've come to learn this as well, and they can cause all sorts of problems. But the good confer all kinds of health benefits to us. And so we call these probiotics at large. But you and you can think, you know, think of these little guys as I, I think of them. Or I describe these to my patients as little puppet masters that sort of program the immune system. Um, and they help us make all kinds of nutrients. They defend against infection. But they also and here's the thing, you know, they, they help in, in, increase our immune function, but they also produce neurochemicals that are very important for brain function, mood, and behavior. And this might be a new term for folks out there. So not only are they immune supportive, they're also known as psychobiotics. So they help. Now to, there is uh, going to be a test after this, folks. <laughs> Psycho as in the brain, biotics. In fact, it actually is, you know, it's a derivative. It's, 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 it's lent from a, lo a longer acronym, uh, psychoneuroendocrine immune function. That's the brain to the Im immune system, to the endocrine or hormone system. Um, and, and, and all of that unraveled within, you know, our brain discourse uh, to our gut and vice versa. So here's, I'll spell it out when uh, it's, a, it's the brain gut connection. So when the gut's upset, the brain's upset. And conversely, when the brain's upset, the gut's upset. And holy crow has 2020 upset both our brain and guts, right? So scientists, they, they discovered that in order to keep this two-way superhighway, which I described as the gut-brain connection healthy, it requires a gut that's balanced in, 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 with a healthy microbiome. So, so what are the right probiotic strains for this job? That's what I wanted to throw out here. So, because not all probiotics confer the same health benefit. Some probiotics are designed for recovery from antibiotics, others for infection or immune enhancement. We want all that. Uh, but certain bacteria, uh, like C. difficile, for example, uh, and, and others, you know, that, that manage uh, you know, irritable bowel syndrome is, is not necessarily what the majority of us are looking for right now. So you may need to re-listen to this podcast, and we hope you do, because uh, we want to keep it simple. But, you know, with a pen and paper handy, or maybe write this into your notes or on your smartphone, um, you know, before hitting up your health food store, here it is. Bottom line, research has demonstrated that lactobacillus Helveticus R0052. We're not Star Wars here. We're just laying it out for you. Lacto, uh, for sorry, go lacto. Lactobacillus Helveticus. Bacillus Helveticus. Yep. It sounds like yep. it sounds like a, it sounds like a font. Yeah, um, typeface, uh, <laughs> it does. It doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. R0052. So this is a strain, it's a species. And and so for that's one example. Another one's Bifidobacterium longum R0175. Those guys taken in combination for 30 days showed beneficial effects on anxiety and depression. Still another, I'll, mm. I'll just throw one more out there. Research has shown that the probiotic Bifidobacterium longum NCC3001 reduces depression scores and improves brain activity. Guys, you won't disagree with this. Most listeners won't. When you improve your brain function, you're improving your gut function. When you're improving your gut function, you're improving your brain function. And oh, at the same time, your immunity. It's all connected, right? I mean, it doesn't yep. matter whether it's your brain, your gut, your mood, uh, or your nutrition. It's all yep. so. All right. So I'm going into the health food store. I'm going. To, what am I going to ask for? 
you're going to ask for the probiotic section. Yep. And then when you're there, you're going to look at the bottle and you're going to mm -hmm. have your notes with these strains and species written down on them. Because if that bottle doesn't contain these, then they're, then that's not indicated uh, for, so, you know, mood enhancement and uh, an overall gut brain connectivity for anxiety and depression. So you're looking for these in the ingredients. And, and once again, lacto, go, go ahead, go again. <laughs> lacto <laughs> So, by the way, Kev, you know, yeah. so so Joy knows this too. There's there's hundreds and thousands of strains that have yes. been identified, and some of them confer specific health benefit, while others confer others. So so this Lactobacillus Helveticus R0052 in combination with a Bifidobacterium longum R0175, they've been studied. Multiple human clinical trials studied that for a month they show real benefit on the anxiety and depression scale. So I just think that's a very potent thing. I mean, a lot of folks, again, they've had their bell wrong, proverbially, but the, the, people are experiencing stress and anxiety from what 2020 has brought us. Oh, no kidding. All right. Um, and, and Joy, we had an agreement when this started that one of your prescriptions cannot be eat more kale. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, is, I, is kale still the miracle what is it? A vegetable? What, is, is, it is, is it? a vegetable. Uh, no, I don't think it's a me. You know what? I hate putting foods on like a pedestal that like one food is elitist over the other. Yes. Kale is amazing. It's, you know, packed with phytonutrients and vitamin C, uh, and tons of fiber, but I wouldn't say it's the only food to eat. Cause the, the problem is, is that, you know, when, when nutritionists like myself, you know, put one food on a pedestal, then people think that, okay, I should be eating or drinking a kale smoothie every single day for the rest of my entire life. Ugh. Yeah. It's not, it's not very balanced and, you know, not that delicious to just eat kale smoothies. So yes, kale is beneficial, but so is spinach and arugula and mustard greens and dandelion leaves. <laughs> and there's so many other amazing greens out there. And uh, I have a kale I guess, salad every day, by the way, just so you know, I uh, love kale, but I don't believe it's, I don't believe it's the new beef, but I'll, uh, Martha, Stewart, <laughs> Martha, Martha Stewart has one of my favorite recipes for the kale salad, which has actually borrowed from my good friend and mentor, Dr. Andrew Wilde. Look it up, Google it. His uh, Tuscan kale with Pedorno cheese is, and, and uh, mm. pine nuts is to die for. Yeah. That's I'm so good. Take, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. You know okay. what? Because that's such a nice balance with the bitterness of the kale and then the fat in the cheese. That's mm -hmm. just like a perfect meal. Oh, yeah. Okay. From, oh. a taste, from a taste perspective, for sure. And nutrition as well. All right. So what is your prescription, Joy? Yeah. So actually, so for the listeners out there, I had no idea what Bryce was going to say, um, <laughs> which is kind of cool because my recommendation uh, really builds on his. And it. so my recommendation is to get outside every single day for 20 to 30 minutes and not just get outside, meaning stand on the you know front porch of your house. I mean, get outside. And if you can get into the woods, even better. Because we know there's so much research about our brain on nature and how being in nature is essential for our immune system. How when we breathe in the sense of trees, they emit essential oils that help us be calm. So because 2020 was a year full of so much anxiety, and I am someone who suffers from anxiety, I have to tell you, if I didn't have nature as a prescription, as a daily ritual every single day, I feel that 2020 would have been a lot 
different for me. So getting outside is also so important because we need to see daylight and daylight is information for our brain and our brain makes decisions, hormones, decides on certain things in relation to the light we see. So if, for example, when we make sure that we see daylight and not just looking at the outside, like we want to actually go outside and look up at the blue sky because this helps to train our circadian rhythm and tell our body it's daytime and not to be sleepy. Melatonin releases at night when there isn't this daylight, this blue light. So light, what I want people to remember is light is information for your brain. A great way to boost your energy, feel vibrant is to get outside and to see light every day and important uh, for hormonal harmony. And also uh, what I was saying, how it builds on what Bryce said is being outside in nature. We know that people who spend more time in nature have a more diverse microbiome. And what all scientists of microbiology agree with is that a healthy microbiome is typically one that's diverse. We want our gut microbiome to be brimming with many different wildflowers, um, so to speak. So being outside in nature just exposes us to different bacteria and viruses is we would not be exposed to indoors. So, so are, we ta- are we taking yeah. this to the next level, Joy? Are we taking this from tree hugging to tree licking? Is that what <laughs> you could if you like to do that. But yeah, like hugging a tree. I mean, we could talk all about like the benefits of grounding, but maybe we save that for another another podcast. Well, but yeah, I, I, ha- I was I had a conversation with Dr. Michael White, who is with the University of Exeter uh, in the UK, and he had he was one of the authors of a study that proved and and we knew that you know we we know about this but he really proved that if you have 2 hours in nature a week you will significantly increase your mental health it, it will significantly yes. improve your mental health 2 hours a week but do you know what one of the interesting things was he said to me i said do i have to do i have to go out of the city and find a forest he says no your neighborhood park is mm. fine yeah. So these ideas of, well, I don't have a forest near me or I can't, I can't travel there or whatever. Everyone has a park within a few minutes of their house. So That's if, true. You, if you can, but, 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 but don't get me to, don't get me to lick the grass. There's way too many dogs in my neighborhood. <laughs> I'd rather lick the grass than the kale. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I, I have a question though about, you know, sunlight and of mm. course the important vitamin D do these, sad lights, the seasonal affective disorder lights, do they work? Well, I have to say, I actually do red light therapy myself. I don't have like the full spectrum light because that's the that's the one you're probably talking about. Yeah. Bryce can maybe speak more about that. But I do red light therapy every single day. Uh, I've been doing it now for about two and a half months. And one thing that I have, sorry, two things that I've noticed about it. One, I find I'm sleeping better. And two, I find that my mood is boosted now. I mean, my name is Joy. I am like a tip. I am a joyous person. Yeah, you- you you have you you sort of have almost an unreasonable expectation in your life, don't you? It's by, true. By, you know what? Kevin, it's true. People <laughs> always expect me to be joyful, and then there's the joke if I'm not like, oh, like why is your name Joy? Not that I've I've like very few, not really heard that many times in my life, but the reason I tell you that you know I am definitely an optimistic person, but I have found that using this red light has definitely made me feel like even better. Like yeah. it's a noticeable I would agree. difference. 
I would agree. And whereas I'm not a victim of first name, I'm one of the last name and I got to live <laughs> up to that regularly. And so I take pride, I take pride in that. So speaking of nature and getting out and, and uh, being wild, I have no problem living up to my last name. I, I'm not convinced. However, it's, it's as much as it is other than red light therapy. When we get into the whole full script, that's full spectrum. I'm not convinced it's as much full spectrum as it is intensity or lumens. Mm, so I really yeah. believe that if you follow your circadian rhythm and, you know, first thing you should do when you get up, you know, whether these days it's a dark and gloomy, you know, 7 a.m., 6 a.m. time, it's dark outside. But what you want to do is turn on a real bright light next to you in your workplace environment to instigate that serotonergic uh, part of your day, the feel-good so, hormone. So a bright light will do. Look um, at the sunrise. That's an even, that's fantastic as well. If it's available to you, yeah, open up your right. curtains. And if you can see it, looking at the sunrise is just amazing for your well being. Well, I, I have the, the luxury of, I don't really have to be up at any particular time in the morning now, which is wonderful. So, what I do is I leave my, my blinds open and I get up oh, with that's the sun. Great. That's and amazing. I have noticed a huge difference. I don't get tired during the day. It's amazing, but I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to go back. So if someone is thinking about buying one of these lights, yeah, uh, do they work, Bryce? Well, they've also got lights that em emulate exactly what you're talking about. I'm a huge fan of those. So emulate exactly yeah. the well, near as possible through technology, the sunrise. And so it gets brighter and brighter and brighter so, uh, to the point where you're, you know, you're basically you're trying to, uh, to, to fake nature. And I think those work. So, so the satellites, are, would you recommend them? I think if you've been diagnosed with SAD, you should really look into those with, you know, the full spectrum and in extreme intensity. And what, what we're talking about here is in the many hundreds of dollars. Yeah. But otherwise, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it's a, you know, Home Depot, you know, or you know, whatever it is, home hardware by you, a really bright, bright light, like in the okay. two, 300 watt. Put it in safely. Obviously, you don't want to put that into a 25 <laughs> watt outlet. But, 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 you know, as long as your outlet can handle it, brightness, I think, supersedes um, uh, the, the uh, spectrum range. And okay. I would also add, like, if someone doesn't have the budget to buy a light that's like super bright or one of those sad lights, just like make sure you get outside every day and, you yeah. know, don't stare right at the sun. You can gaze at the sunrise, but when the sun is full, yeah. um, you know, get outside and look up at the blue sky uh, because that in of itself, I'm sure, is just as effective, if not more effective than staring into mm -hmm. one of those full spectrum lights. Right. Okay. Yeah, nothing beats it. All right. My turn. So, you know, the, the one thing that we have to say about New Year's resolutions is, you know, most of them fail. And we know that. And there's been so many stats. Uh, I've heard all sorts of stats. But, but most New Year's resolutions fail. One of the main reasons is, is we're just not being realistic, right? As I said before, I'm going to join the gym. I'm going to work out five times a week. So here's, here's my suggestion for good mental health and something that is very doable. Don't make one resolution. I want you to make 12, but I want you to make them once a month. So a January resolution, but I'm talking about something small. So let's, let's, this is an example. I want you to research what you think you, you need to be doing, but let's say for January, I hereby promise to set aside five minutes every day for being present. That that's doable. Uh, you know, if you say I'm going to meditate every day, it's not always doable. It can be difficult, especially if, if you're not used to it. But five minutes a day, I'm going to set aside where I count my breaths or I have a meal and I just do nothing to concentrate on that meal. Or I go out for a walk in nature, but I really notice everything for five minutes a day. 
and you tell people about it. You put a note on the fridge or a note beside your bed. This is my resolution. This is my January resolution. Hopefully, it becomes habit, but you have to be realistic and it has to be something you can do. Then come February, you make another resolution. So it could be something like, uh, I'm gonna do a positive affirmation every day, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a journal entry every day. Whatever you do has to be enjoyable to you. So if, if, if 15, 20 minutes of meditation is not enjoyable right now, I hope one day it will be, then, then don't make a promise that you're gonna do it because you're not gonna do it. So that makes perfect so, sense. Kev, do you have an idea as to what would be a qualifier, like a good maybe set of questions to ask yourself as to whether or not something is too much or attainable? I, I think you just, you have to identify how you're feeling, why you're feeling that way. So is it stress? Is it anxiety? Well, then what's causing the stress and the anxiety? What can I do to just add a little bit of a relief valve? So it, it's, it's very, very individual. And it, it, it may not seem like you're doing anything. In fact, in fact, Bryce, you probably get this from, from your patients all the time is you put them on some sort of supplement or something and they say, it's not doing anything. It's not doing anything. Because you work, I mean, I always tell people, Bryce Wild works one cell at a time. And there's a lot of cells in our body. Mm -hmm. So little by little. And if you can stick with it, you know, here's, here's one thing you could do for January. If, if, if nothing else, make your bed every morning. Yes. That, I do that every day. I honestly, I can't start my day without making the bed. Exactly. It became a habit and became something yes. that started your day, but it gives you a sense of accomplishment. Totally. And, and it's, it's doable, right? It's very doable. And totally. now, now so you're at the point where it's become, you have to do it or you can't get your day going. Of course, we know guys, I'm, you I'm just, Sorry for the uh, background noise. I'm just just trying to make my bed. I never make my bed. <laughs> You're supposed to do it after you wake up, Bryce. Unless, of course, you just woke and, up. And after and after you've and after you've licked the uh, the, the branches <laughs> and the tree and the grass, uh, go ahead and lick your covers because ultimately that is the most diverse microbiome we could ever recommend. I think everybody wants to feel better and and look better and and do better things for their mental and physical health. I, sometimes we put un, unrealistic expectations on ourselves. And, and then what happens is we go the other way. So now, not only do we fail at something we want to do, now we get mad at ourselves because we couldn't stick with it. And that becomes a downward spiral. So I love your idea of those 12 months. Um, and, and, you know, and if you can come full circle at the end of it, you know, December end of December, uh, at the end of that year. And I, and go backwards and identify and be proud with what months you were, you know, great, very successful. Uh, some months that you were reasonably successful, carry those forward into the next uh, years, but maybe those resolutions for the subsequent year are the ones where you had, you know, a little bit of struggle with maybe, you know, you challenge yourself into the next year with uh, refining those. Yeah. And you're doing this for yourself. You're doing this for yourself. And I think with, you know, the other thing I want to add is that, uh, I think that people really need to focus on progress, not perfection. Mm. And I think that's why so many people fail with resolutions because they just, they, they're not setting themselves up for success. Like just, you know, celebrate the small successes and just really focus on progress. So if like for January, you want to have five mindful minutes every day, you know, if you miss one day, don't beat yourself up about it. Like get right back to it the next day. Mm. And I also really like that, Kevin, because I remember I heard, um, 
uh, like some parenting psychologist speaking last year about being more present with your kids and just having 15 minutes a day where you are completely <laughs> present with your children. And that means you don't have your phone on you. I was like, yes, mm -hmm. so many people need, we need to like, especially parents with younger children. I think that's so key. Like when I heard that, I was like 15 minutes, that's nothing. But then I'm like, Oh, my phone is in my back pocket. No, this means like <laughs> putting my phone away. I cannot reach it. And, and having putting like their phones away too. Yes. Oh, you yeah. know, so, so neither of us would agree that optimal nutrition and, you know, a rainbow of fruits and vegetables and just good health through nutrition is one of the most important pedestals without getting into that in detail. I think family time during meal time is key. And so at dinner yes. time, you know, we have a family phone Dropbox. No mm -hmm. one's coming to the dinner table uh, for a great. healthy dinner unless they drop their phone in that box. Um, it's just not allowed. So I agree with you guys. And that allows at least for that 15 minutes to refer to joy. And I think that could easily be to your point, Kev, a, uh, a resolution for a lot of busy household households, make the time to have dinner at least four or five times a week, 15 minutes, 20, hopefully if you're digesting and chewing properly and have a drop box for your phones. I mean, that, that, what better way to summarize. And by the way, Look as many trees as you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go around the table here once again. Um, and, and Bryce, I know that it's a very complex term, so we'll make sure that uh, we, we tweet it out and that we, we put that out there or just get in touch with us and we'll make sure you get this. But once again, what are people looking for in a probiotic? Just as with any other supplement, it's not about the brand as much as it is about the ingredients on the label. You have to be your own, you know, connoisseur. Um, it just turns out that research has demonstrated that Lactobacillus helveticus and the strain subspecies, the fingerprint, if you will, R0052, along with Bifidobacterium longum, R0175, has been studied that over a course of a month, uh, you know, that, that you supplement with this to recolonize. And again, as to Joy's point, um, as best as you can differ or diversify your gut bacteria, it's shown incredible benefits on uh, mood, anxiety, depression, and behavior. All right. And, you know, I love what I love about Joy is she's a holistic nutritionist. So you're always expecting, well, eat more kale, <laughs> but you're always expecting things like that. But you, you quite often will come out with things like this prescription of yours is getting out into nature. So why did you choose that as a nutritionist? Well, because I thought it's such like a simple thing that's free that everyone can do, makes us healthy, happy, supports our mental health. And, you know, as a holistic nutritionist, you're right. People always think that what I just focus on is food, but food is only one piece of the puzzle of what makes us healthy and happy. And so I always like to share um, rituals that I personally have to help me be healthy and happy uh, because I know they're based on science. I know personally that they work. And I feel like it's just such a simple thing that we we all know this intuitively. We know that being outside benefits our well-being. So it's just good to have that friendly reminder. And with my prescription, uh, making small changes once a month, you know, set aside a time so that February 1st, you make another resolution, March, et cetera, et cetera. One of the tricks here though, is to be realistic and to let people know about it. Like I said, put a note on the fridge, tell your friends, they'll help keep you accountable. I love and, that. and, and as, as Joy had said, don't, don't get mad at yourself. If you miss a day, it's, it's okay. I'd rather you do 15 solid days than 
you know, doing 30 days, but yelling at yourself every, every single day to do it. So it, it really will have benefits. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Kev, just before recapping or the end of that recap on your prescription, are you suggesting also that we carry our resolution of January, of course, forward into February? We're building on top. Of I that. would I would hope so. I would hope so. I would hope. I think, Bryce, you'd know better than I. I mean, how long does it take to develop a habit? Well, 21 days. You know, I mean, I yeah. refer back to a lot of the research done around, you know, seven habits of highly successful people and the you know, work of Campbell and, and all kinds of different authors that sort of describe this and, and even borrow from uh, the work of Ericksonian psychology and neurolinguistic programming. Ah, this work. Ericksonian psychology. Yes. Yeah. Remember, Joy and I, we, we were talking about that just the other day, weren't we? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have no recollection of that. <laughs> He's making I'm fun like, of me as usual. I'm making fun. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait a minute. Were we? <laughs> January. Make fun of Kevin as often as I can for my own giggles. Hey, Thanks that, a lot. There, no, there's, you know, so at the end of the day, no, it's a great, great resolution plan. And I yeah. think it's just for underlying things. Keep it real. Keep it honest. Hold yourself accountable. Invite others into, if I'm hearing you correctly, uh, into your circle of accountability. And in, in, in tw to answer your question, I believe the research supports 21 days. And so by the end of the month, you should see success if you stick to it. All right. Uh, pick up one of Joy's cookbooks. How many have you got now? 20, 30? <laughs> just three. Just three book just babies. Three. <laughs> All right. And also, you do a podcast as well, Joy. I do. Yes. Um, with my hubs, uh, Walker and, uh, the joyous health podcast, we, um, actually do it in season. So we take a break every once in a while so we can do other work. Uh, but yeah, it's so much fun. Is that his first name? <laughs> it is. Yeah. First name Walker. <laughs> People Kev, always get on? so confused about that. It's really funny. Such a great so, name. That's his handle, right? I mean, now I'm making fun because, uh, you know, first yes, name Walker's is Instagram I know. handle. I mean, I follow that's, him. Because he always has to tell people that because his last name, for, for those of you listening, because last name is Jordan. And I can't tell you the number of times I can email if we're, we're both on an email. People are like, hey, Jordan. I'm like, no, no. His name is Walker. <laughs> Do you not follow him first name Walker on Instagram? <laughs> You know, so it, just a quick, you know, um, you know, memory for you just brought up from uh, junior school on the library card when there was such a thing. Now I'm dating myself, but library cards, first name, you know, uh, uh, first, last name, first, first name, last. And, and people would that, that's that was my uh, make T's name. It was was wild, wild rice. And, uh, and, and that's bring back bad memories now. How about you, Kev? What do you have going on? I know I know you started this podcast, uh, The Happy Molecule. Yeah, so th so this me three actually came from uh, my podcast where I do a me three uh, in in the podcast, the Happy Molecule, and that's uh, of course dealing with mental health. tries to be a a positive place and a place of of non judgment. So uh, the Happy Molecule podcast and the Happy Molecule dot com. Amazing. And Bryce is wild about health. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm wild about a lot of things, but health's probably the top priority. And of course, more recently, and perhaps even as it relates to what we've all experienced in the last year, <clears throat> I took it upon myself to do a deep dive into mental health as well as brain health. Um, and I just uh, completed my fourth book. So there, Joy. Yeah. Congrats. Oh, wow. Crap, kidding. you're ahead of me. When is it going to be published? Uh, so it's, uh, it's actually the first time I decided to do a print on demand. It's, you know, it's available on Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, all the digital as a, uh, a one-off as well as in digital format, print format online, but uh, it's available now. 
Uh, I called it brain spanners. We all know about how long we live on this planet, um, you know, and what, you know, might contribute to that longevity. Uh, and more recently, popularized term called health span. So not only how long you live, but how long you live well. So I did a sort of a one-up, um, you know, uh, appreciating brain span. So not only what to do to live your longest, healthiest life, but with the most, you know, um, you know apparent mental faculty and what i mean by that mm. is your healthiest brain possible so we uh, started a podcast uh andrea donsky and i oh, cool. uh, on on brain spanners yeah so that's what i've been up to among i don't know how many other dozens of things all right you can get the book and find out more about the podcast and brain spanning uh coming up uh, or go to uh, brainspanners.com so thank you both and uh next time we'll have um three more prescriptions hey thanks guys awesome. real fun good health to you <laughs>